Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Sharing the Magic. I'm your host, Barry, and tonight we have an interesting guest joining us. Um, he has done a lot of uh, meetups in the Northwest, so we're going to learn some about that and who he is in a minute, but let's first go ahead and introduce our cast tonight, and we'll start with Rachel. Rachel, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. Um, I'm glad to be here. I'm recovering from back-to-back run Disney stuff from the last two weeks, but um, I'm interested in learning about what uh, the mouse meat. So thanks for having me. All right. Next up, we have Tara. Tara, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Barry. I'm excited to be here and talk to our special guest today. Yes. And Lisa. Lisa, how are we doing tonight? Hello. Um we are at a balmy 18 degrees here in Indianapolis, a balmy 18. I mean, it was zero first thing this morning. So we are, we're rocking it. So it's good to be here. Um, love to talk Disney, especially wanting to talk to someone. We used to have our Indie Disney meet, which was huge. So I'm excited to hear about the Northwest. Pacific Northwest. Pacific Different. Northwest. All right, let's get that right, everybody. Central yes. Northwest, come on. All right. <laughs> AKA PNW. Yeah. All right. And we have Lindsay. Lindsay, how you doing? I'm doing great, Barry. I am excited to interview Don tonight. And I have two more weeks until Disney. So in the middle, um, on my Disney experience and putting in all my restaurants tonight. I have to pick your restaurants early. Yeah. Not when you go like not when you go as often as she goes, I know. please. No, oh. time, eight, ten times a year. <laughs> so you're doing the right thing. It's better to do it now than when you get there. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Next up and joining us for the first time is one of our new co-hosts, Joe. Joe, how you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, finally made it in, so uh, very excited. And especially to uh, join this episode, I have plenty of friends that have been up to the Pacific North. Pacific Northwest mouse meet and uh, uh, missed it a couple times, but glad to be here finally and uh, hanging out with you guys. Awesome. And last we have the main man himself, the goof dupe himself, Jeff. Jeff, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm I'm on tail end of a cold or something, but I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to be here, and I love Goofy, so I'm going to give you a welcome and and my Goofy. Oh, gorge. Well, howdy there, folks. <laughs> We're in for a real swell time. We got ourselves a special guest on this here podcast. Went ready for fantastic fun with our pal Don. Yeah, uh, let's dive right in. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> All man. right, it's man, been a while since I've done that, man. Yeah, oh, but that never, that never gets old. Oh, it man. never gets old. Ever. No, I'm like, you're going to pass out when you had a cold for yeah. like a week. <laughs> Sound like you have an asthma attack when you get done. All right. <laughs> so, Ooh, uh, <laughs> all right. And as you have heard, uh, our um, guest tonight is the, the main, the lead dog up in the Pacific Northwest meetup. And uh, we would like to introduce everyone to Don Morin. Don, how you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me on today. I'm excited yeah. to be here. I love your show, and uh, it's an honor to be a part of it tonight. Thank you so much for inviting me on. Well, thanks for coming on. So, Don, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, tell us how you um, how you fell in love with Disney. 
how I fell in love with Disney. Wow, oh, yeah. going going deep. Love going the deep. L word. Wow. Oh, that's uh, how we roll. <laughs> I, I'm still reeling from the goofy voice. That was pretty good. Oh, uh, oh thank you very much. <laughs> love it. I love it. Thank you, thank you, uh, so, how did I fall in love with Disney? You want the short or the long version? Oh, the long. Uh, the long. The best version. When <laughs> when I was a uh, when I was a junior in high school, uh, I I um was in a creative writing class and the teacher one day um, asked us to write a story on a famous historical figure. And there was this, he gave us this list of different people, Abraham Lincoln and various people. And Walt Disney was on there. And I hadn't really paid attention to Disney at the time. We didn't have TV. Uh, we, I, I grew up uh, in Northern Washington state and we had Canadian channels, uh, TV channels is what we got on our antenna. And so I didn't really see wonderful world of Disney or, or anything like that. And so I saw the name Walt Disney. I was like, this guy isn't real. Like he's like Betty Crocker. Like I, I, the teacher made a mistake. So I'm going to choose him. And, um, and then, but I had to go to the library and write some, you know, research him a little bit. And I found out it was this real guy. And I found out the incredible things he had accomplished. Of course I'd seen some Disney movies, but I didn't put the two together at the time as a teenager. But uh, after studying him so much, and it, back then, this uh, will say how old I am, but encyclopedias and that, that's all we had back then, a couple books. Uh, I was like, wow, this guy, there's something to him. And uh, I ended up getting an A on that paper. Uh, but uh, moving forward, I had this fascination. I had to seek out different things about uh, ways of learning about Walt Disney and what he's all about and what he accomplished. Um, and as you know, he's one of the most accomplished uh, people of the 21st century. Uh, or the 20, 20th century, sorry. And uh, uh, it's just been an incredible thing. And that's, um, you know, a lot of people ask me what my favorite character is, but really uh, Walt Disney is my favorite uh, of all uh, everything Disney. He's who I study. I've read every book on him. I've studied him. I try and do things in my life uh, and in my events, which we'll talk about later, uh, in, in in manners that he did, you know, giving them more than they expect, making it magical, yeah. uh, finding finding the magic in 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 the thing, uh, whether it's my real job or my events or anything else. So it's just carried through, and I just fell in love with it all. So there you go. I love that. Yeah. So you know, we all love Disney here. So what? Um, what about Walt Disney that drew you into him? Was it was it how uh, he created things? Was it his mannerisms? Was it how he, um, you know, how he did di different things on his own terms to the point where you know he was going to he wanted to get it done, you know, even though the naysayers may tell him something different. So what what was it that drew you to him? Yeah, that's a great question. His, his perseverance uh he failed many times uh you know uh oswald was taken away from him he came up with mickey and, and uh uh on and on and on throughout uh he put his uh his home mortgage on the line to create disneyland and and uh created amazing things like the multi-plane camera and was always overcoming obstacles throughout his life and, and uh putting everything on the line and and that's that was a great lesson through hard times in my 20s and 30s and trying to you know i'd go read one of his books and, and and think about not one of his books but a book about him and be reminded that you can overcome obstacles and be successful and um doing it in the right way he was amazing at finding people bringing them into the company Mm -hmm. And then finding the right thing for them. They didn't even know they had a specific talent or a certain yeah. artistic 
Oh, yeah. and, and he could pull that out of them yeah. and surprise even themselves. And it's just an incredible thing. Yeah. And I try and do that in my real job and with my event and with my team and, and uh, to, I mean, not comparing at all, but to a very small extent, I try, right. And, and yeah. uh, it's inspirational yeah. to me. And he's just such a wonderful inspiration in finding uh, hidden talents and people they didn't have uh, creating magic for people and bringing happiness to people. And, I love that. And there's so much negativity in the world and there's so much, so many challenges people face every day to bring a little bit of a smile, a happiness to social media or to the events or to my customers at my work. It's it's, a, it's a thrill. Yeah. I love, I I love that. Like Walt was a, it seemed like he was a headhunter, but he wasn't a headhunter in the way of, of like, Hey, let's line up thousands and thousands of people to audition mm-hmm. and we'll get a, I won't even be part of the process. I'll get a team to just sort through and the bet. No, he would, he would just meet people to his day-to-day life. And he'd be yeah. like you and you, and he, there was like this, this wonderful thing where he just felt like the synchronous synchronicity was there where he would just, he believed that people that would just stumble upon him and he would stumble on people. He'd be like, have you ever thought about doing that? Well, go do that. You know, and, and, there, we've had we've interviewed guests that have actually met Wall, and they mm-hmm. that's what he did to them. It was like, yeah. you know, they remember him mm-hmm. as a young boy or a young girl, and it's just like Walt would just come up and say, "You," and that's so cool that he didn't. You know, he could easily just put in a, a an article for an audition and interviewed mm-hmm. that, but instead he he would just he would just the people that he sort of ran into within his day-to-day life he that, and i think that's so cool i think i i yeah. kind of try to emulate that a little bit be like it's not mm-hmm. like you know sometimes these these people come into your path for a reason sometimes you have to have faith that you know they're there for that reason and and look at it within yourself too uh, that's very important that's what he did i believe that uh, he always just kept moving forward and just believed he could make it happen mm-hmm. and, and that's an incredible thing never give up yeah i love that <laughs> I would like to know a lot about the Disney meetups. Yeah. But I don't know if we're ready to talk about that. If we still have some other things yeah. or if we jump into that. No, I'm kind of curious really, about that. Yeah, I am too. Can you tell us like all about, like just start from the beginning. Like how did that happen? Like where, wh- what made th- those start? Like, and how is it now? Like, I just want to know everything about it. Wow. Okay. Let's start <laughs> from the beginning again. Uh, everything, I'll, everything. I'll try and make it brief. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like I mentioned earlier, fascination with Walt Disney. And I used to, uh, I live in the Seattle area, Pacific Northwest. And uh, I used to fly down to Anaheim mm-hmm. uh, in the early 2000s. And I'd go to these events, uh, Disney Anna fan club events, and they'd have speakers. And, and I found them online. And I was like, oh, this person that worked with Walt Disney is going to be there speaking. I can hear, like, I've read books, but I can hear this guy speak or this person speak. Yeah. And uh, so I'd go down there, uh, but I couldn't always afford it, you know? I, I, and so I tried to get down there when I could, and I heard, you know, people like Bob Gurr and Marty Sklar, and I was like, nice. oh my gosh, these people worked with this guy. These are amazing stories. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up meeting some Disney fans that were from Washington as well. And I said, hey, uh, is there an event like this near Seattle I don't know about that I could that this happens that I could attend. And they said, no, no. And, and uh, we all talked about it'd be a great idea. And I was like, it'd be really cool if there was. And they said, yeah, you should do it. <laughs> and, and I'd never ran events before. I didn't know what to do. Uh, and, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, 
no one else is going to do it. Maybe I'll give it a try. Right. And, um, and so I did. And uh, we started the first year at a lower level of a convention center. And uh, I went for 150 people. I was like, oh, let's see if we can sell 150 tickets. I got Margaret Carey, the uh, original model for Tinkerbell, yeah. and um, a couple other people in the podcast industry. And uh, I, I didn't know if there was 20 Disney fans in the Northwest or five. I had no idea if I was going to sell enough tickets. And we sold out. And um, we produced and this, this is event. Your, this is your first one? Very first one, 2009. Wow. That's, yes. that's awesome. And um, sold out. 150 people and before the show was uh, and margaret carey was amazing she's a great storyteller um wonderful friend and um before the event was over people were coming up to me asking are you going to do this again next year and i i was just hoping to get one under my belt and be done or, or whatever but um uh it, it was such a success we decided to move forward and try again and uh, now 14 years later uh we've had um 10 or 11 different to disney legends up here We've had uh, 30 or so different guest speakers from the Walt Disney Company, whether working for the company or retired from the company, um, and authors and other people involved uh, in some way with Disney. And it's been quite a privilege and an honor. Uh, we're known as the best Disney fan event, unofficial Disney fan event in the country mm -hmm. now. And um, uh, D23 uh, supports us in various ways and, and comes up to the event. Uh, nearly every year. Sometimes we're a little bit close to the expo, and so they don't they don't have time to come up. But uh, they're part of it, and uh, we have a great uh, communication throughout the year on, on things, and um, they appreciate the way we do things right. um, in a very positive manner towards Disney, right? And uh, yeah. um, guest speakers, every guest speaker, if you ask any of them, they would be happy to come back up. Many of them have come up twice uh, or more. Marty Sklar came up four times and was a great supporter and uh, became a good friend. And he was a champion for me and the event uh, within the Walt Disney Company, promoting me to other uh, and introducing me to other people to come up and speak at my event. So I owe him a lot. And uh, it, um, it it's very sad that he's gone. He's been gone for a, a few years now. Uh, but I became uh, a big supporter of his Ryman Arts charity uh, over the years when he started coming up and now uh, to give back to him and pay back a little bit, I'm on the board of directors for Ryman arts uh, oh, and, cool. and to continue giving back to what he gave me. And uh, we just keep moving forward, driving forward with Pacific Northwest mouse meet. We're going to do our 14th year this year uh, coming up this summer. And um, it's where very exciting. It? And where, where is it in the, where Pacific? is it? It's uh, about 20, it's about 20 miles North of Seattle in a town oh, called right. Linwood, Linwood, Washington. Right. Uh, and uh, it's at a hotel convention center and um, event space. And uh, yeah, it's going to be our 14th year. Uh, it, we Everyone rents hotel rooms and rooms in the hotel and uh, the, the event takes place there. So it's like a weekend of immersive. Uh, oh, cool. Um, That's so cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot, I missed out. I used to live in, well, I lived in Eugene, Oregon for mm -hmm. a number of years. That's where I met yeah. my wife. And, uh, and, yeah, we, we would go to I'd go to Washington at least a couple times a year, and I had sure. no idea that existed. I would have gone. Gosh darn it! Well, even you more, know, we have to go. Absolutely, uh, now, you I'm know, across uh, the country now, but we probably have uh, probably ten percent of our attendees are from Oregon. Uh, we people come from anywhere from eight to twelve states. Yeah, in wow. Canada, depending on the year. A lot of people fly from Florida, Pennsylvania, Utah, Arizona, California to come up to the event. 
So what you're saying is if people fly from Florida, then I don't have an excuse. <laughs> I well, All yeah. right. I, I hear what you're saying. Okay. Uh, okay. It, it almost sounds All right. like it got me. It almost Barry, you hear like, that? Yeah. It almost <laughs> sounds like uh, sharing the magic maybe should be doing an episode up there during. Yeah. during... So when, when is it? When do you typically, when does that take place? Yeah, it's every summer, and this year it varies a little bit. Uh, what do you mean if you said that already? Yeah, but this year it's going to be the weekend of July 20th. Okay. Okay. And um, we, um, we uh, Friday night, um, we have a lot going on, kind of a welcome thing. Uh, the main ticket is for Saturday. That's the main event all day Saturday where the guest speakers speak in that. Um, but Friday night, we kind of do unofficial welcome stuff and a, a, a a prepaid dinner that people can get in on uh, a lot of activities, trivia, pin trading, a lot of those type of things. And then the big event Friday night is the room door decorating. Cause um, it's at a hotel called embassy suites. If you've ever mm -hmm. heard of those or been in one, they right. have huge atriums inside and you can see all the hotel room doors and windows uh, from the inside. And so everyone decorates their doors and windows and it's this amazing competition. We hand out prizes the next day, uh, big prizes. And but the de decorations are people plan months for this, and it's absolutely incredible. Uh, that so, sounds like fun. That's uh, fun. Take yeah. what people do on cruise ships to their doors and just multiply that times ten because they have a hotel room <laughs> and, and a window and a door, and they use the space out in the walkway. It's incredible. They that's have so snacks, cool. sometimes yeah. beverages. We yeah, can be bribed. I used to be part of the Portland Disneyana chapter. Oh uh, yeah, when I yeah. lived up there, and I, yeah. I know a lot of those members go there every year. That's their yeah. that's their D twenty three expo every year. But yeah, uh, some of the meetings were them planning uh, their door decorations. It was like that was like the yeah. June yeah. the June meeting, and I was so I, bummed I never got to to make it up there. But seeing all their pictures and stories, I mean, yeah, I, I love everyone in that. Too. I love everyone in that group, and uh, I've gone down there to speak with them a, a few times, present a few things, his, Disney history and that. But what I'm getting here, what I'm getting from this group here is that everyone is moving away from the Pacific Northwest on this call here, <laughs> all, all the hosts. So I'm a little, uh, I feel like maybe I shouldn't move away. From the well, I'm originally in Sacramento, <laughs> but I, I lived up there, but then moved back to California. But... Oh, okay, good. Hey, I'd so, be yeah, there so if I could. Good. I just can't afford it. You know, that's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. really that was really it. It was it. Well, I mean, that was part of it. Um, part of my family, you know. So it's not that I intentionally, but uh, I'll I'll be honest. Like I that Pacific Northwest always will have my heart, you know. And if there's any way I could ever get back there, like reasonably, oh yeah, I would. I would totally live there. Yeah. When I get a when I get a voice contract with Disney, I'll I'll I'll, I'll that'll be the first thing I do is move back. So absolutely, <laughs> love that. <laughs> So Don, let me ask. So you know, like at uh, D twenty three, they have like different things that you can go to. So is it is that how you guys are set up as well? So if you have one speaker here and one speaker over here, or... it looks like you're cutting out a little bit, Barry. But uh, I think you got the gist. Everyone of your question. just comes into the job. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, very different. And, uh, you know, when I went to those uh, uh, events down in California, I, and I saw those and how they did them, and I went to um, different events around and then the D23 Expos uh, to see how they did it. And, and I wanted to create one that I would love to attend. 
and and so ironically i created one that i love to attend but i don't get to attend it i have to host it and, and i'm doing a lot of things behind the scenes so uh but so but what i created was an event where there's no guest speaker overlap uh everyone gets to attend every speaker presentation uh we we i keep the number of tickets limited to 500 every year i don't go any higher because and that's on purpose to keep it intimate and keep it to a point where we have a seat for everyone at each guest speaker presentation. Uh, there's a seat at every for everyone if they want to uh, purchase a meal uh, at the event center, and they're welcome to go off property and 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 get lunch or whatever. But um, that one of the comments I get from Disney fans that do attend is we get to do everything, and they love that. Where if they go to other events like the expo, which is ph phenomenal, I love the Disney D twenty three expo. But uh, they have to pick and choose. You have to pick and choose. You got to wait in line a long time. Uh, here, you don't got to wait in line uh, unless you want to line up early for a good seat uh, in the presentation uh, theater. Uh, but uh, you get to do everything. Uh, we have Disney Anna vendors. Uh, we have interactive displays you can take photo ops with uh, that we create every year. Um, pin trading. Uh, you can paint a cell, an animation cell, just like the animators did way back in the day, uh, and take that home as a free souvenir. Uh, a lot of interactive things to do throughout the day, as well as three guest speaker presentations um, at 11, one, uh, 2 o'clock and 4 o'clock or so you know, throughout the day. So, Do you have a favorite? Uh, I mean, you've been doing this for a while. Do you have a, a favorite? I mean, don't want to put you on the spot. Do you have a favorite guest speaker or someone that has really stood out to you? Um, I can answer that in a couple ways. <laughs> Well, they're all phenomenal. Obviously, yeah. everyone would say yeah, that yeah, yeah, for, sure. for different reasons. But two versions really stand out that I absolutely love. And they, I, I love every guest speaker that I've had because they brought something yeah. to Disney fans. Yeah. And uh, I, I shouldn't have is, said favorite. I should have said a word like memorable or something. Yeah, yeah. So two different versions. One is to bring someone up who people don't recognize the name. I. Uh, and uh, one um, one example of that, a couple of, of examples would be about eight years ago, I brought Kevin Rafferty up and he was an Imagineer who had just created Cars, Cars Land uh, and, and different parts of, uh, or he created Radio Racers uh, and parts of Cars Land and, and he's done many things over, and, and now he's created Mickey's, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. But at the time, way back seven, eight years ago, no one knew his name. They didn't know what he did. And then... When he was on the stage, he was electric. He was so personable. He sang one of the songs from Mater's uh, Junkyard Jamboree That's that so he cool. wrote. Yeah. Uh, and uh, everyone fell in love with him. Yeah. And, and he told these incredible stories, behind-the-scenes stories of creating these attractions, Radiator Racers and Junkyard oh. Jamboree and things like that, and and other attractions he worked on. And everyone fell in love with him. And he, huh. he was a favorite. And I had to bring him back later after yeah. he created Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and retired. <laughs> uh, so hidden gems like that, that I can bring people up. People are like, who is that? I don't even know who that is. I'll buy a ticket. I'll come. Yeah. And, and then they fall in love with them. Right. It's a pleasant surprise. And then the other ones uh, to answer your question is I never dreamed, uh, you know, when I was a junior in high school and I wrote that paper on Walt Disney, and then I studied him over the years and I tried to emulate him in ways I could in very like in minute ways compared to what he was. Right. But bringing up guest speakers like Marty Sklar who wrote his speeches for the wonderful world of Disney and, and, and 
did so many things with Imagineering over the years for Epcot and everything around the world. And Bob Gurr, who created the Matterhorn and the monorail and the submarines and anything that rides on wheels on Main Street and many, many other things. And I got to sit between Marty Sklar and Bob Gurr, and we talked about so many things, working with Walt and things they created. And they're just bantering the three of us on stage. That was a dream that I'll never forget. But more importantly, it's not about me. It's about the guests. Their, their experience and hearing their stories. And they got to meet these icons and hear their stories. That was the most incredible thing. That's awesome. uh, it, it, I don't have words for it. It's, it's, it was amazing. Cool. So I a lot of different. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Earlier at the, in the opening, you you uh, did a tremendous uh, rendition of Goofy, well, uh, and uh, I had a panel of uh, Bill Farmer and uh, Tony Anselmo, and, and uh, I mean it, it was amazing. Jeff Curdy, a historian, a wonderful historian, worked for Disney Imagineering and things. He he moderated it, and to bring these people to yeah. uh, for our guests to hear is just incredible. It is. And there's sweet. Uh, and a lot he, of them are so sweet. Like we've we've uh, interviewed. I've met Bill twice, and we've mm -hmm. interviewed Bill. And, yeah. And uh, I I told him straight He's up, great. I was like, Bill, there's nobody in the world that is obsessed with your voice as much as I am. Like I stay up to like three in the morning. You know, just watching yeah. Goofy. And, and I and I it's so funny. I told Bill, I was like, it's not that I'm just obsessed with Goofy's voice because you know there's Pinto Colvic, there's all there's Tony mm -hmm. Pope, there's well, a bunch sure. of other people. Yeah. I'm like, Bill, I'm obsessed with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so I don't know how he took it, but I'm like, but I am. And but he was so sweet. And these people, you know, it's so it's so so humbling to get to know him. And and you're right. Like it's we've had people on the podcast, yeah, even where mm. you know they tell their stories and and uh I'm just like how just how close their personal interactions with Walt. Um, some of them and yeah. some of them are just these iconic voices that I've, you know, we, a couple, we haven't, we've mostly bill, we haven't, mm -hmm. you know, um, but, but my goodness, just how, just how wonderful and, and just a privilege, I think it's humbling to meet them and, and, uh, and, mm -hmm. to hear the stories. Oh my goodness. And so I love your answer because I think your answer was like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the fame you know, you could probably could have name dropped, but that's that's not who probably stood out the most to you. It was it was who had these wonderful stories. Yeah, and a lot of that history. You know, Walt's been gone for uh, fifty six years now, and uh, the people that worked with him and knew him, uh, unfortunately, they're fading away, and and there's only a few left. And to share those stories and record those stories, mm -hmm. like you guys do. Uh, it's an incredible thing, and it's going to be cherished for a long time, because um, uh, they're going to be—they're uh, not going to be around. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And yeah, and I but, think one of the big things, especially for our podcast here, is um, I think knowing the person behind the person. I think it's just important. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, you're yeah, Barry's breaking up, but I know I know exactly what Barry's saying. Yes. Yeah, and and we've had the pleasure of I'll wait till I'll wait till Barry straightens up. But we uh, <laughs> we've we've had the play like we've pulled at some good stories out of people because we've done our research or or you know and we before oh, we've uh, we've asked questions because we've already you know we've already we don't we don't want people just to regurgitate previous stories. We always. 
we always want to go a little bit deeper and 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 because of that man we've we've heard some good you know I've got, some I got some stuff out of yeah 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 we've got some great stories of people. yeah really wonderful you know those are the most wonderful times uh when you can get a story out that they didn't even know they were going to tell i had eric robeson up last summer and he hadn't really done many in stage interviews i think my event was the first stage interview like we were chatting on the stage doing a rehearsal the day before and he was like I've never held a microphone before. Oh wow! Uh, so, uh, <laughs> but he—he he was Imagineer for a number of years. He did the 100 year of Mickey painting. He did painted 100 Mickey's. Uh, he's doing many, many beautiful artistic things for Disney to this day. Um, incredible painting painter and incredible paintings, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of paintings for Disney over the years. And mm. uh, he was uncomfortable, but we had this friendly banter when we got on stage, and he. Uh, just loosened up and told stories and drop dropped a couple swear words because he was feeling yeah. very comfortable. <laughs> but uh, the stories he shared from 30 years ago at, yeah. at Disneyland when he was there signing artwork and, and just the incredible stories that come out. I just love those little details, those little those little nuggets, right? Yeah. And you guys know that from your what you do. For sure. If you, um, here's a question. If you, uh, if you, is there somebody that you would love to get to speak, um, that you haven't yet or, or, uh, I don't know if you could wave a magic wand and be like, you know, this person's here right now and they're, you know, do, do you have, do you have somebody in your mind like that? Yeah. You know, that that's a tough question. Cause, and, and every year, uh, you know, especially early on, I was like, Oh my gosh, I, I remember, I think it was my third year doing this, mm. and um, a couple of my, I have this amazing team that helps me with this event, and I will talk more about that later if we have time, if I could, sure. but um, I early on, the first five or six, seven years, I would host my guest speakers at my home, and I'd cook this, I, I'd grill this barbecue uh, salmon dinner that I have a special recipe um, and Marty Sklar actually wrote about it, uh, my event and the salmon in his, oh. one of his books, which is Whoa, amazing. that's high praise. Yeah, it was amazing. But uh, <laughs> so my point is, we had these guest speakers at my house. And one time, I, I think it was either my second or third year, Bob Gurr is sitting at my kitchen table. And one of my team members who is an uber Disney fan and he amazing friend, uh, he come he, he got he got there late. And he walks in and he freezes. He sees Bob Gurr sitting at my kitchen table and he freezes and he grabs my arm and he pulls me over and he goes, dude, you have Bob Gurr at your dining room table. Like, does it get any better than this right here? And we didn't wow. think we we're like, this is it. Like, we, yeah. we can't go any further. And, and then, uh, so I tell that story to answer your question because I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I could ever get Marty Sklar. That would be like the most amazing. And then he came up three times and spoke three different times and we became friends. And then another goal uh, was Joe Rohde for years, yeah. uh, who created Disney's Animal Kingdom and Alani and so many amazing things and has the earring thing going on. Oh, yeah. And I love then, that. <laughs> yeah. And and then, you know, I always dreamt that and I reach out to him and, and Marty even sent him a note one time. And um, he was just busy, right? And then yeah. he decided, I'm getting close to retiring. Maybe this guy, this guy keeps bugging me. Uh, maybe I'll go up there. And he came up. That's and, awesome. and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just got Joe. Now where do I go? Yeah. Uh, and But it's those hidden gems and these great 
speakers that always come up. And so to answer your question, who would I, who, who's on my dream list now? I mean, Pixar people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would love to get Pete Doctor. Uh, he'd be tremendous. Almost got him several years ago. And then all the transition happened over there and he became head of Pixar. So we had to delay that. But maybe one day, uh, Michael Eisner, I think, would be a great, great person Ooh, to have an interview. Be... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, Bob Iger is still doing his thing here. Now he came back. So I don't know if that's a possibility, but maybe one uh, day. <laughs> Maybe one day. And, um, you know, I've had Floyd Norman who worked with Walt Disney. Uh, and so uh, anyone who worked with Walt, uh, I would love to have up. Does that answer your question? It does. And <laughs> and, and, and and quite well. I mean, I think about, uh, I mean, going back to, I mean, you've had these big names and it's like, where do you go when once you've had, you know, mm -hmm. your your dream, your dream team, you know, I think that it, what you said is exactly where you go. It's like from from there you want to give voice to unheard voices and, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and or yeah. or interesting people. And that's I mean, that's yeah, that's phenomenal. Excellent. So uh, that's a good point. And here's a very interesting thing that I absolutely love is it's great to get a name. Right. And, mm -hmm. and you can promote that. And we sell out every we're very, very fortunate to sell out every year uh, well before we announce the guest speakers that's that's such an honor I, I just it it i can't even say how much of an honor that is but so but but to be able to announce a name like oh we got joe Rody this year or you know whatever big name but to bring people it doesn't matter the name once they tell their stories they may have spent 30 years at disney in imagineering or at walt disney records or you know it could be in any division once they tell their story, you're hearing things that you never knew existed and, and you get these wonderful snapshots. And as Disney fans, that's what we crave, right? Who created these beautiful attractions that we love so much every time we go to the parks and who created these amazing films that we love so much? Uh, Ron Clements, director of Aladdin and so many other films, he came up. And he told incredible stories about him working with Robin Williams on recording the genie. And, oh my God, people are crying. It was amazing. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a name uh, because they're going to tell absolutely wonderful stories because they all loved what they do or, or continue to love what they do if they're still there. I know. Well said. Yeah. I had right. a couple of. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, Lisa, go ahead. Go for it. Um, so like how large, how, I'm just curious how large your event is as being part of the, um, team here for the Indie Disney meet, which we haven't, um, had a meet for a few years. Um, I'm just, it was a big production of people to host, mm -hmm. you know, 1500 people, you know, even ours was just a one day event. I can't mm -hmm. even imagine a multi-day event. So do you mind talking about your, your team a little bit? I would love to spend the whole hour uh, talking about my team. Yeah, because, we were going to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I started this thing and I kind of did it with a few people and it's morphed over the years and people have joined in and and my team right now and they a lot of them have been here for a number of years uh, with me and we're all volunteer. We all do this for the love of it. We're not making money at this thing. We, we create it to make it happen and we get to hear the stories we get to meet the guest speakers and and create connections there um this this team is family they are such an incredible group of people 
I love them all so much. We're all family. We get together for Christmas parties and summer barbecues and uh, and um, they're such incredible people. And what makes them super special is they're genuine, loving, caring people. And they love to make magic for other people without expecting anything in return. They give hours and hours and hours of their time building displays, uh, photo op displays that we make. We've done under the sea, aerial uh, Little Mermaid displays and and uh, Alice in Wonderland displays and small world. Dis we did the whole facade of it's a small world at Disneyland one year. Uh, incredible people. And they're there working all weekend for the event uh, just to bring magic to people. And uh, I can't tell you, I, I couldn't do this without them. I, I'd, I'd have to drive off into the sunset because these people without them uh, couldn't do anything. Uh, I make all the connections. I, I set everything up. I produce. But but uh, in the end, they are the magic. They're the love. They're the caring without expecting anything. Uh, and, and they're just incredible people. So we have um, probably 15 people on my team. And then uh, a lot of times their spouses will jump in uh, to help build something or help on event day. Uh, so it might balloon up to 25 people uh, that are producing this event. But it's not it's not a huge group of people. And uh, uh, they're amazing. We uh, run like there's no arguments during event day. It's just, hey, we got to get this done. We got to make the magic. Uh, the, I think I made my point, but they're amazing, incredible people. That's awesome. When do you think you're going to um, announce your guests? When is the time? Like, when do you think? You were hoping it was today, didn't you? Maybe <laughs> <laughs> no. now. So. I was just looking oh, at your no, website. No. I was just looking at your website and it's like to, you know, to be announced. I'm like, yeah. Hey, yeah. So it's, it's a, it's, it's an interesting balance because I get emails as soon as the event's over, even at the event last year, people are like, when the tickets go on sale for next year, like I want to get my ticket. Yeah. Uh, and so I, we want to put the tickets on sale as soon as possible. We just pre-sale went on yesterday, actually. Oh, cool. And they'll go on sale to the public February 1st. Um, but I usually don't start contacting guest speakers until the first of the year because mm -hmm. um, through the holidays or before the holidays, people don't really know their schedule for next summer. And so I've learned to kind of wait till January. So I, I've signed one guest speaker already. And that was a couple months ago, actually, which is rare, very, very rare uh, to sign someone that early. Uh, and then right now I've got my my um, communications out to several different people to lock down the other two slots. So I have three speaker slots every uh, slots every year. Um, and uh, so I'm working on those right now. So when we announce is when I have all three of them locked down. Uh, and signed. Uh, so I don't have a specific date that I announced, but as soon as right. I get them all, which is, right. it's a process, right? Uh, there's a lot of work behind it, a lot of planning, a lot of dates, uh, mm -hmm. figuring out. And sometimes if they still work for Disney, um, I got to work through Disney channels and get approvals. And that takes a month or so. Wow. So um, when will I announce? When I, you're I ready. Whenever yeah, you're ready. Still, as soon as I can. <laughs> yeah. And we respect that. No worries. Yes, no, no pressure here. Yeah. We weren't trying. Yeah. We weren't baiting. I promise. I mean, no, no, I, we get were. I get it. I would love oh, to we announce them all today. I was, but curious. I was generally curious because I'm like trying to find a way where I can maybe even go because I'm like, oh, you know, because okay. I'm going to be going to Hawaii in the summer Ooh, in July. Oh, and I'm coming. But when I come back is around that time when the event is. 
So, well, you know, and here's the thing. I need to go to the Pacific Northwest. Actually, I'm sometime. Uh, my wife has a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. when she lived there. And I have to I'm going to fly down to Oregon and I have to drive all the way back, mm. you know, to North Carolina with with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> it's not, It'll be a road trip. Oh. It'll be fun. We'll explore the great outdoors. Well, father and son road trip. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but it'll be fun. But I was like, well, you know, maybe I was going to go in March or April. Well, maybe I'll maybe I'll kick it a little bit, a little further. So, I, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It'd be but it would be wonderful. Just, I mean, it just sounds like so much fun. It does. It does. You're bringing the magic to, you know, to the Pacific Northwest. No, you know, I. If you got, if any of you or all of you came up, I would love to have you up. I'd love to host you. Uh, you won't be disappointed. Uh, I get a, one amazing thing of many is uh, after the event, even during the event day or vet weekend, I get so many positive, so much fo- positive feedback. But even three weeks later, I'll get an email, me- emails from people, and they'll be like, "I'm still on on cloud nine. Like I, yeah. I'm still so excited from hearing from my favorite animator, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, and gosh, that's just incredible. And to be feeling that magic or that enthusiasm for that long afterwards, that's just, it's an amazing thing that the opportunity we have to create that kind of thing. And, and really I, I bring up the guest speakers and they're the ones that are telling the story and they're the ones sharing their, that magic. And, and um, they, they do all the guest speakers do meet and greets. I didn't mention that earlier, but uh, they're all out there meeting and greeting wow. um, and, and they'll sign things. And and uh, sometimes if they do artwork like Eric Robeson last year, he sold a bunch of artwork, but wow. sometimes they'll set, sign autographs for free. But there's always time for everyone because I keep it smaller and more intimate. Yeah. Everyone can meet who they want to meet. That's amazing. Pretty cool. That's, that's super. Love cool. it. So hey, we'd love to hey, have you. Hey, Rachel, do you uh, you want to hop in? What would. No, no, smooth transition. I'm, I'm yeah. sitting here. I'm absorbing everything about yeah. um, Happy this meetup. And I'm planning this all in my mind, how I'm going to make it out to, in July. Um, I was thinking about going to D23, but that the way that you explain how your um, how your meetup is, it sounds so much better because at D23, you just have to pick and choose. Like you miss, you miss one person mm-hmm. to go to the expo. Um, I really love that idea that I can go see everything and I don't have to miss anything. And, and now that you said you can meet, meet everyone, that's, that's even better. And then all the photos, of course, that's great. I love it. I'm just, I'm just taking it all in. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. And, and, you know, sometimes some people's lines are longer than others and that's not because they're more popular or not, but like, for example, uh, last year, the voice of Minnie Mouse, uh, uh, Caitlin uh, Robrock, she all she sold signed artwork, and it was I forget how much twenty twenty five dollars uh, a picture for her sign. But they, cheap. but all of it went to a charity that one of her close friends got cancer, and so every dollar that she raised went to help this person with cancer, help That's with amazing. her medical bills, and so her line was super long, right? Uh, yeah. But it was an amazing thing. Caitlin's an, an amazing, incredible person. You should have her on if you haven't had her on. I would love it. She's got an amazing story. Holy moly. Oh, wonderful story. Cast member at Disneyland. I know. Yeah. uh, Yeah. You should have her on for sure. Yeah, I know. I'm like, it's. Uh, But that was one example. But uh, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, you get to meet, meet um, any, any of the guest speakers you'd like. 
uh, and uh, of course, hear everybody. Uh, it, it's great. It's it's all, it's the event I always wanted to attend. And I create videos every year. I create videos for the event that play before each guest speaker. And um, we, it's funny, tongue in cheek stuff. Sometimes we'll go to Disneyland and film some stuff. We filmed uh, what we do standing in line waiting for a Dole Whip uh, for <laughs> yeah. three hours. Uh, now you don't stand in line. You do it on the app. This was before that. Yeah. Uh, but we ate every snack in the park while we're waiting in line. It was kind of fun uh, <laughs> and different fun videos. That's cool. Uh, I saw your uh, House Hunters one. That one was oh. really good when you were looking for the new venue. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. quite entertaining. Yeah, that was fun. Bill and Camille, Bill Rogers and Camille Dixon, who were the voice of Disneyland and the voice of Disney California Adventure, respectively. Uh, very, very close friends. Now they came up years ago and then they came up again. And uh, Bill actually got me into voice acting. I do a lot of voice acting work. Oh, and, oh, that's um, awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. But Bill motivated me to get in. They're both my mentors for voice acting. And uh, we're very close friends now. But uh, they... Um, where we just oh oh the uh, House Hunters International they we we went to Disneyland and uh, just pretended we were hunting for a new venue for the location and looked at all the different venue, haunted mansion and everything else that was a lot of fun. But um, uh, and they also did a video for uh, for the mouse meet that is uh, what voice actors might be like at home, <laughs> and yeah. it's hilarious. Uh, talking in your voice, uh, you know, oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, lunch will be ready at noon. Uh, and and uh, it's hilarious. You, you should check it out. I'll, I'll send you a link. Yeah. Uh, very entertaining. But I digress. We got to come back to the voice acting thing because now you just you open oh, okay. a can of worms. Open that mind. door. Oh, you should have said that. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh -oh. Don't say that word in front of me. It's like... All right, but Lindsay, Lindsay, what about you? Let's let's go to you. So I I'll digress. righty. So I was looking at your Instagram, and I see that you're quite the photographer. I just wanted to know when you became interested in photography and how you got started with it, because some of them are really good shots. Wow, uh, boy, you're a, a great question. Thank you for looking at that. Um, that was something that goes way back as well. I got a camera when I was in my twenties, and I wanted a, a, like a really good. A 35 millimeter SLR mm -hmm. early 20s and I uh, really loved scenery and landscape and then I got into uh, close-up photography like uh, some of the stuff you'll see on there is just close-ups uh, water droplets on leaves and things like that um, but uh, in my 20s I started doing uh, wedding photography and stuff like that and um, didn't care for that because that was stressful very <laughs> stressful but uh, so I didn't do that very long but I've always loved photography and now our phones it's <laughs> I, right. And I might start a argument here now, but I have an Android and uh, the camera on this thing is just as good. Maybe you maybe you can't blow up the picture as well as, as a 35 millimeter SLR. Mm -hmm. And I have one of those still, too. But uh, incredible phot photography you can do with these phone cameras. And so I love scenery. I love I, I go out on jogs every four times a week uh, if I can. And uh, but I'll stop. I'm always stopping because I'm always trying to take pictures of a frog or a snail or water droplets on a leaf or a flower or something because it just catches my. I get down on my hands and knees and and get these pictures uh, at ground level. It's it's amazing. I, it's so fascinating what you can take pictures of. Yeah, yeah. I was looking at the snail one. That's um beautiful and 
Now I'm hungry for a banana split because I saw that too. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, everyone, go on on uh, on the Instagram, Don's Instagram. I, I am. Check out the bananas. <laughs> yeah, you gotta take give it a like, give awesome. it a heart, give it a yeah. whatever it is, and like That's and subscribe. Very kind. Thank you, I appreciate that. Because you'll yeah, never yeah, see no, a beautiful. better banana split on all. Of <laughs> You know, uh, are you familiar with uh, are you familiar with uh, Dairy Queen and the peanut butter parfait? I'm allergic to that. Oh yes, sir. I oh am. yeah, yes. Layers of vanilla ice cream, hot fudge, and some peanuts in there. So mm. I add, I go there and I add a sliced banana in there. Oh. And uh, I, I take pictures of that thing, and, and then everyone goes to Dairy Queen and overloads <laughs> <the> banana <laughs> peanut butter parfaits. <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's I'm going to after we record. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Let's go. DoorDash it. DoorDash yeah. I'd be melted. Hey Joe, what do you what do you have to say, my friend? Um, what well, some of my questions kind of got answered in other questions, but I still I guess I could go with this. Uh, uh you mentioned uh how you limit um the attendance to the uh meetup. And yeah. then I've I've also had, like I said, plenty of friends who've gone and love it because of how you said how intimate and just family feel it is. So how, how difficult is it to fight the being that you've created like such a high demand event to, to fight that? Well, why don't you just expand by another 500 people or, cause I'm sure you get asked all the time on making it bigger, but I mean, how, how how's that battle that you got to deal with? Great question, Joe. And there, there's several different layers to that uh, answer because I keep it smaller because that's the kind of event I want to attend. I want to be able to see everything if I attend an event, right? And and uh, again, I love D23 Expo, and there, I don't want to see every panel, and I'll, I'll but I'll go to the ones I want to. But this specifically, Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet, you can see everything, and I want to keep it that way. And it's a fine balance because I, if I sold. 1500 tickets instead of 500 i could lower the price but not everyone can see all the guest speakers and so there's disappointment there's probably complaints um uh, it's a challenge right it's a fine balance so the tickets they're not cheap but it covers our costs right uh and that uh and so it's it's it is a challenging thing but i want to hold true to what i want to achieve with this event and i want it to be known and guest speakers and people that attend the event and uh, people that work for Disney, they say this is one of the best, if not the best, Disney fan event in the country uh, for the team that I have and for the way it's produced and the way it's laid out. And so if I change that in any way, then I run risks, right? And and uh, if I, uh, yeah, I could grow to 3,000 people, um, but uh, does it provide the same um quality that I want to achieve. Um, it'd probably be quality in a different way, but it's not exactly what I want. So I, it, it is a fine balance. That's an excellent question. I don't really know exactly how to answer it. Hopefully I'm doing it justice. You know, right before COVID, we were, a few of us were talking about, can we take the Pacific Northwest mouse meet on the road? Can we go around the country? It wouldn't be called Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet anymore, right? Uh, maybe the Chicago Mouse Meet or, or, or whatever, but uh, wherever we went, uh, and we were getting pretty serious about it. And we were talking to some uh, some people uh, about uh, the opportunity to do that. 
but then COVID hit and that all fell yeah. apart. Uh, went, went on home. We haven't re really revisited that. Uh, so that would be a way to expand it is moving around different locations, but um, gosh, it, it's a fine balance. And I love the way it is now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I could have it any other way. Pacific North or the North. I can't, it's been so long. Pacific Northwest. Everyone Pacific just, Northwest mouse meat on the road. <laughs> nobody like, nobody right, likes right. the Pacific apparently. <laughs> yeah. You know, someone called it mouse meat earlier and there was a lot my first year or even the second year. Uh, people are like, what's this yeah. mouse meat thing? Are you serving? Like, <laughs> is that illegal? You're serving mouse meat? What's happening? <laughs> oh, man. So, oh, oh, no. You know, we had to, we had to, you know, clarify, you know, Mickey Mouse. We, we put little mouse ears on our logo yeah. uh, to make sure people knew uh, <laughs> it was a Disney fan of it. Celebrate a, a celebration of all things Disney. We had to add that yeah. tagline to make sure people knew. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. So, all right. So before we end, I got to hear more about this voice acting thing. Oh, no. I just have to. I know you. I mean, you went there and uh, no, I'm a fan. Anyone that that is a fan of voice acting who's in the process, I yeah, think is yeah. just wonderful. They have there's lots to talk about. And I, I just want to know when it comes to voice acting, where are you at? Who's your what kind of voices do you do? What wh who, what kind of voices are you passionate about? And yeah. and and all that good stuff. And how yeah, you got well, into how you got well yeah i mean sure sure that too yeah yeah <laughs> uh gosh um so my my home office studio is right next to me over here mm -hmm. uh but uh and then my wife's art studio is right over here behind me so we got we got a lot going on in this room here uh but uh, how did i get started in it you know yeah. for a number of years sometimes friends would say oh hey you got a voice you you could do radio or you could do yeah you got a great what uh, and I was always like, nah, don't yeah, forget <laughs> it. Um, and then um, I, I mentioned earlier, Bill Rogers and Camille Dixon came up and, uh, you know, we're out having dinner and, and a glass yeah. of wine. And, and Bill's like, uh, you know, have you ever thought about this? You know, nice. Like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I thought yeah. about it, you know. And so he goes, if you ever get interested or if you get serious, let That's me know and I'll be your mentor. Wow. And uh, over time, we became friends. And and uh, I, I called him one day and I said, Bill. I want to do this. Yeah. And and he said, okay, here's what you have to do. First, you have to get uh, voice lessons and not just go to a class, but one-on-one -on -one voice coaching mm -hmm. for one year. Wow. Every week, go every week, twice a week for a year. And then call me after that. And, right. you know, we talked uh, as friends between, but for voice acting, he said, one year. Then call me. And I did it. I, I committed to it. I got a professional voice actor uh, coach cool. and I went twice a week. And um, uh, and then after a year, I was like, Bill, we made a demo tape uh, and uh, we're ready to go. And he's like, OK. And he sent me a microphone. He said, hey, here's a microphone I used to use. I'm sending Was it, it a Neumann you. U87? No. OK. <laughs> <laughs> it All was right. not. Okay, all right. <laughs> That's my dream mic. <laughs> oh, 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 gotcha. Yeah, I got a couple over here. But uh, so then, um, you know, I, I uh, started doing a couple things online, uh, voice.com and voice123.com yeah. mm -hmm. yeah. and different backstage. Yeah. And uh, getting a couple things here and there. And um, he was telling me what he was giving me some tips on people to contact locally. And uh, then I find, you know, I got some things under my belt and uh, got an agent. 
Uh, and actually, I get more on my own than, than through the agent. But yeah. Uh, so the things I do, you asked, what voices do I do? Yeah. Um, so I, I can't do Goofy or Mickey or anything no, well, like you no, did. Yeah. Uh, those are amazing. What you did is amazing. Right. Uh, I, I do more. What I do is uh, like corporate training videos, nice. uh, yeah. um, uh, audio books, uh, yes. commercials, yeah. uh, corporate um, event mm -hmm. things, uh, a variety of medical training. Th I mean, there's a lot of things that you do. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people, when they hear, oh, you're a voice actor, uh, they think, oh, what have I heard on the radio that you've done? And, um, you know, I've done voice, uh, um, U.S. Bank commercial, cool. and a, a well, T-Mobile commercial, uh, locally, lo local stuff, right? Jeez. Well, um, but um, but a lot of it's stuff you've never heard of. I mean, uh, um, casino things, uh, you yeah. know, voiceovers at casino, uh, uh, when someone wins a pro you know, big prize at a, a slot machine or something, yeah. and just various fun things, narration at a state park, uh, uh videos you know that play and you do the narration on the video so a, lot, a big variety of stuff so it's yeah. pretty cool how cool is it to probably hear you, don't don't you think how cool it is just to hear your voice back and be like oh my goodness that's me you know <laughs> and and be like i'm believable there's a first time i heard my voice yeah. back someone mm -hmm. you know wanted to hire me for goofy right so I, a yeah. voice match and i'm like and it, they they put me next to someone who does a much way better Donald Duck than I could ever do. Uh, yeah. And I was like, but that's me in front of Donald. That sounds really like Donald. Like, yeah. And it was just weird. It was such a surreal experience to be like, I remember recording that. But now I'm hearing it back and being like, that's that's me. But it sounds like something a little bit bigger. And, and oh, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, it's a blast. And actually doing all these videos for the mouse meet, you know, we produce three videos for yeah. three guest speakers every year. Um, and they're just fun tongue in cheek things. Um, but that got me comfortable in front of the camera. So now I also do a little bit of acting stuff. And uh, so voice acting, acting, and then uh, maybe I can quit my real job someday. <laughs> actually, that's going to be a retirement thing. Probably well, yeah. if you're on voice one, two, three and all, I may, I may mm -hmm. have to hunt you down. And, and oh, yeah, I yeah. do. So what, what I've been doing is I've been taking, I take old, um, Disney books, like goofy storybooks, mm. like from the mm -hmm. six, you know, all the way back from the fifties, all the way. And, um, I, I, I have friends kind of like Walt where he's like, you know, you, you, you know, anyone I'm like, my wife sometimes will like narrate it. Like there once was a farmer named goofy. He was the, you know, yeah. he was like, all I do is work, work, work. Well, I never <laughs> have fun, you know? And, and he's like, so we'll do these like stories. We'll, we'll put it, but we'll bring them to life. So I'll like take snapshots yeah. of old golden books uh, and my wife will do like the, the narration or, or I'm always looking for other people to read stories. Like there's, well, there's one of like goofy, uh, as a movie star back in the fifties, yeah. like, yeah. and, uh, it's just really fun. And, and so I'm always looking for voices. So, I mean, I love that. Yeah, well, maybe I'll, I'll friend you on Facebook and it'd be so much fun to do something like that. If, if, if you're so inclined, you know, absolutely. I would love to always, always that... love to talk to other voice actors and, and share ideas. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I'm that I love that. I love, I love meeting a, I love meeting voice actors. I think it's, so I, I would, and I wish you the best on that endeavor. Cause it's like, it's just, it's so much fun. What a, what a, what a fun hobby or job, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm an amateur, yeah. but I'll tell yeah. you what, I never, I, it's just, it's a party. Every time I'm, 
if I'm in a studio or I'm even just here, it's just my goodness, just such a fun time. It's a blast. It's so much fun. And, you know, as long as your voice keeps up, you know, retire someday and then you can always take your voice with you right you can yes. always continue voice acting and have fun with it exactly and, and i always yeah. say that like nobody you i could lose a lot but as long as i have my voice like nobody can take that away from me yeah you know yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah well said all right yeah. anything else anything else don morin anything else you'd like to uh you want you talk about how can we get to know you better yeah. on on you know your your platforms uh well, your socials as they as the young kids say whatever it is you know. <laughs> as the young Our kids say. well <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone wants to get to know me better but if they want to get to know the pacific northwest mouse there you meet go. better there you go we're, we're on facebook uh pnw mouse meet uh facebook.com forward slash pnw mouse meet uh, you can go to our website at www.pnwmousemeet.com uh, the meat is M-E-E-T, not the other one. <laughs> uh, and um, all the social media, uh, and you can sign up for our email newsletter on there and get all the up-to-date info and uh, Facebook. We keep things up to date. Like I mentioned, our pre-sale on the tickets. Uh, and when I say pre-sale, that's people that attended past years. We send them a pre-sale email um, ahead of time and then uh, tickets go on sale to the public February 1st hopefully we can announce our guest speakers by maybe March 1st or so right cool. because if I get that done in time that that'd be tremendous if I can announce by then uh it's just very exciting times we love this time building up to the event because we're building displays photo op displays and we're planning all the theming and the details and and the prizes for the room decorating and and um you know things surrounding the guest speakers it's just a really fun exciting time love it love it love it love it well i'm excited to hopefully attend so i'm gonna try to try to get out there i hope so it's our 14th yeah. year we're having so much fun and uh you will love it you'll have a great weekend i promise cool. awesome. well thank you so much for coming on to our show it was wonderful having you it was spectacular. Uh, love chatting with you all. Thank you so much for having me on. Uh, it's a, a true pleasure to be here tonight. Likewise, and and poor Barry, his uh his power got taken out yeah. by a his power line got a tree fell on it or something. And uh, Barry has those issues every once in a while. And uh, you know what? He lives out in the middle of nowhere with lots of trees, and sometimes those said trees fall on power lines, and then. Barry just disappears and we I go, get it. Yeah. It, it happens, but uh but Sarah's got us, she'll take us out. You know, maybe and, one uh, day we'll have him back on. So hopefully, you know, <laughs> and then Barry will have a round two. We will shame <laughs> him so hard next week. <laughs> anyway, no, we love you, love Barry. It. I know we love and you. Well, if he can upgrade from his dial-up internet, that'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> We've had this conversation, trust us. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Tara. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, we want to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of sharing the magic. As always, please hit that follow button to stay up to date on the latest episodes and tell your friends to tune in to wherever they listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at sharing the magic pod until next time. Keep sharing the magic. <laughs>